0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, January the 10th, and wherever you are and whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's goodness and God's life within you. My friends, we have reached ordinary time. Uh, We just yesterday finished uh, the feast, the season of Christmas, uh, with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord. And today we are in the first week of Ordinary Time. So Monday of the first week of Ordinary Time, we will stay within Ordinary Time. Oh, generally I would say about six weeks, give or take, until we hit uh, Ash Wednesday and begin the season of Lent. So this is the short season of Ordinary Time. The long one will be, we will begin it again after Pentecost. And then primarily, except for special holy days and feast days, we will be in ordinary time all the way until next Advent. That's kind of how this works. It's, uh, it's a wonderful season, brothers and sisters, because it's within the ordinary um, comings and goings, uh, the ordinariness of, of daily life, where God is experienced, where God is met, where God has lived and where life is lived and love is given. Uh, and so this is wonderful. Uh, while feast days and, and high holy seasons like we just came off of are, are terrific, we need those mountaintop experiences to remember who we are, to remember what we're about. We don't stay there. They are given to us for the ordinary times so we can remember them there because that's where life is lived, huh? Okay, with that as a uh, (laughs) prologue, uh, let's go into the gospel today. It is Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Makes perfect sense that we are going to begin right after the baptism, right? So Mark, again, doesn't have any infancy narratives. Uh, He starts with John the Baptist. Jesus is baptized right away, And then he goes off into the desert. So today's reading is going to pick up immediately after Jesus is ushered out into the desert. And then this is the repercussion. Okay. So in Mark's gospel, we see what Jesus learned within those 40 days, within that time, that enough time for him to ponder what that meant and what it invited him to. So let's break open God's word. I am going to break it open using the message. Again, that's that translation by Eugene Peterson. So if it sounds a bit different, that's because it is a different translation. It's I, I love to do that just to, to help us see it with new eyes, okay? So Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. After John was arrested... Jesus went to Galilee preaching the message of God. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Change your life and believe the message. Passing along the beach of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew net fishing. Fishing was their regular work. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I'll make a new kind of fisherman out of you. I'll show you how to catch men and women instead of perch and bass. They didn't ask questions. They dropped their nets and followed. A dozen yards or so down the beach, he saw the brothers James and John, Zebedee's sons. They were in the boat, mending their fishnets. Right off, he made the same offer. Immediately, they left their father, Zebedee, the boat, and the hired hands and followed my friends the gospel of our lord jesus christ praise to you lord jesus christ so let's talk a little bit first of all about why and, and again I, I listen i i don't pretend to be bringing anything new. (laughs) Because one, I'm not smart enough. And two, this is like podcast 463. I ain't got that many new things. So this is like old, old, old. So I'm just going to remind you what you already know. And it's this, you know, we end the the Christmas season with the feast of the baptism of the Lord. And one may wonder, why is that? That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, we we celebrate the incarnation. We celebrate uh, Christ's birth. Uh, on Christmas Day. The first weekend following, we celebrate the Holy Family, you know, and usually it's it's some, you know, Jesus being lost in the temple or, or whatever happening, you know, some family episode or adventure uh, that goes on in that feast day. And then we celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany in the second weekend. And sometimes baptism of the Lord follows on a weekend, sometimes it follows on a weekday. But the other things happen, you know, the Epiphany, the, the Holy Family, all that stuff, even even Christmas, of course, all happens when Jesus is that infant. But all of a sudden, we jump from, you know, Epiphany, when he's being honored by the three wise men, to when he's 30 years old. And his and adult ministry, why is that in Christmas? That doesn't make sense. Brothers and sisters, it does make sense when we when we change our thinking, when we stop thinking about Christmas as a singular event, when we stop thinking about Christmas as the anniversary of a birthday that happened 2,000 years ago. Because if that's all it is, it's a past historic event. And, And it's no different than celebrating your birthday or my birthday. Um, it's something that happened. Good, we remember it. We thank our mother, for the work that she did, and uh, and I suppose Dad, you know, had a part in it. But nine months prior, but uh, but Mom carried the heavy lifting, and um, and but that's not it. What we celebrate with Christmas, brothers and sisters, is that indwelling of God in creation. That no longer the two are are separate, but they have become one, and that doesn't happen just. When Jesus is an infant, in fact, the important part is Christmas leads to our mission. And that's why I don't know who it was who decided we're going to end the Christmas season with the Feast of the Baptism of the Lord, but I would give him a high five right now if I could find him, because I think that is the most brilliant thing. Because, brothers and sisters, that idea that that, that creation uh, is... is, is uh, infected. Can I use that word? Because I love that word. Is infected with God. You know, it's it's an appropriate pandemic word. Creation is infected with God. And you and I are baptized and immersed into that infection, into Christ. So therefore, we are infected. Why? So we can remember a sentimental birth 2,000 years ago? No. So we can continue the mission. And we learned that mission last week, right? Luke chapter four, when Jesus came out of the desert and he opened the scroll of Isaiah, and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings, right? And that whole deal. Well, that's Luke's rendition. When Jesus comes out, he gives the the dissertation or the thesis, excuse me, of the rest of his mission. That's what it is going to be. That's his thesis statement. Well, in Mark, this is what it is. This is what it is. So this is Jesus immediately coming out of the desert. And he comes out and he says, time's up. Why? Just because Jesus is there? No, because the kingdom is no longer distant and separate. It is now, the world is now God's place of residence. And and Satan is on the lamb. And, and for the rest of Mark, you are going to see Jesus take the fight to the prince of this world. And brothers and sisters, we have to know. We have to know we are not mere observers in that. And, and, and I know you do know that. But I'm just reminding us of what we know, that we cannot sit on the sidelines for this because we're baptized into it. We're baptized into it. And, uh, and Jesus says, time's up. That's why God was born within the world, to infect the world, so the world could become imbued, infected, the indwelling place of God. And we participate with it. That's the the birth is not an end to itself. The birth points to the feast day yesterday, the baptism. And the baptism points us to mission today. Isn't that awesome? It's awesome. That's what it's all about. Time's up. God's kingdom is here. Not just in the person of Jesus. God's kingdom is among us, within us, around us. Change your life and believe the message. In case we didn't get the message, change your life and believe the message, he shows us two examples. Jesus goes up to Peter and Andrew, doesn't know him for Adam. And uh, there they are net fishing. And he says, hey, follow me. They don't ask questions. They stop what they're doing, and they follow. Dozen yards or so down the, the, the beach, James and John, they're, they're not only net fishing, they're with their dad. Follow me, no questions. Boom. Did it happen exactly like that? I don't know. Nor is that important. Not to me, anyway. What's important is Mark's making a point. The time is now. Time's up. Brothers and sisters, we don't wait until the kids are out of the house. We don't wait until we retire. We don't wait until we have enough money in the bank account. We don't wait until life is in order. Because I don't know when it ever is in order. Time for decision is today. That's what he's telling us. It's not tomorrow. It's not the day after. The time is today. And it doesn't mean we leave Zebedee, and it doesn't mean we leave our work, but it means no longer does work make our decisions for us, or no longer does our family make our decisions for us. Now, okay, famous last words. I'm not just going to say, hey, sorry, Renee, read the gospel today. I'm out of here obviously we've made commitments and that's where love is lived, right? And, and, and where God has lived uh, in the midst of that loved one. But it means in communion with Renee, I bring these things up and say, how do we make these decisions now? Or she challenges me and brings it up and says, how do we do it now? How do we live in a new way? How do we see differently now? Because that's it. That's it. Time's up, brothers and sisters. Christ is born. We were immersed in the waters for mission. I want to end not with my words, but the words of Howard Thurman. Howard Thurman, uh, a black man, uh, wrote a poem called The Mood of Christmas. It says exactly what I'm trying to say, and of course, says that a hundred times better. But I want to read his words, okay? The Mood of Christmas. When the song of the angels is stilled, When the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. To find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among people, to make music in the heart. Brothers and sisters, that is why we have been baptized. That is why God lives within you and me. Praise God for that. That's what he invites us to. We still have to drop whatever is in our hands and in our hearts and in our minds. And you know what? We're probably going to pick it back up again. But we'll be invited to drop again. Not later, but now. Now, now. Let's pray. Oh my gosh, what mysteries did we do last week, huh? I think we did the sorrowful. So I'm going to go into the glorious. And if I've forgotten and uh, you're out there saying, Joey, you missed this decade. Well, just email me. Just let me know. But right now, we're doing the glorious ones, which makes sense. I like them. Um, So let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fourth, or sorry, the fourth, the first Certainly a wonderful Monday. And uh, let's come back together again tomorrow and break open more of God's word, shall we? God's peace.